welcome everybody. If you're just tuning in, you've been prayed for. We are going to have a good time here, right? Yeah. Amen. Because we get excited about the Lord. Right before we're coming on, I'm just talking about how exciting it is to be saved. I don't know how people get saved and just get doom and gloom. Do you? When I know that my sins have been paid for in full, past, present, and did I happen to say future, I'm grateful. Now, I want to always couple that with, with the truth of God's word. That doesn't mean we live any way we want. We don't want to just trample the blood of Christ, but we want to live a life that's pleasing to God. However, sometimes we might miss the mark just a little bit. Am I by myself over now? Sometimes we can miss the mark just a little bit. So as I was praying this week, I had a real awesome message that evidently it won't time for y'all to hear it because the Lord said, nope, that ain't it. And so then I had another one. I had three pages of notes on. I said, oh, that's the one right there. Woo, yeah, uh, that ain't it. And I, and I thought about this, and I looked through a few things, and I started thinking about how sometimes we can go through life and just be a little overwhelmed. Anybody get overwhelmed from time to time? Now, when you read this, I want you to look at this real close here. It says, what's the point? Now, it's almost like a text message. You can send a text message and say, what's the point? I can say, what's the point? Right? So I'm going to explain what the point is. There's a few of them. If you guys got your paperwork today, we're going to talk about God's part, God's part, your part, and our part. But I, I believe sometimes we can find ourselves in life in desperation overwhelmed with life sometimes. Now, I'm not talking about what's the point. I'm not talking about suicide. I'm talking about I'm giving you hope with this. Y'all stay tuned. Y'all stay tuned. Because God gives us life, and he gives it in abundance. And we're going to walk through a few situations here today. And I want to read this off the, the screen here, but we're going to unpack a little bit more of this. But we're going to get to this here on Psalm 57, too, if you got your Bibles. We're going to be going through there and uh, some other sort of... Uh, Great verses that the Lord showed me too. I cry out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. We're going to be talking a lot about our part in fulfilling the purpose that God has placed in our life. And I believe as we go through here, God is going to encourage you. That is my prayer every week, to encourage you, to inspire you, to move you in your relationship with the Lord. And if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, it's definitely to move you to get a relationship with the Lord. Because it's a free gift of God, but it cost him his very best so that we can come boldly to the throne of grace, that we can put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Is anybody excited about that? Amen. Let me tell you, that's what it's all about. I don't care what we're preaching on, what we're talking about. It's got to come back to Jesus. It's got to come back to the cross. We could talk about practical application and all this, but I'm going to tell you what. If you don't get the first piece of the puzzle, the message is not for you. You say, what do you mean? The promises of God are for the children of God. Amen. So we want to make sure that you're plugged in with that. So I want to do a little reading today, but I also had a few other, other things I wanted to talk about here before we kick in. A lot of times, especially this time of year, temperature change, different things change. Sometimes you just say, man, it's just a lazy day. Nothing wrong with a lazy day. But you know what? When I did some study that says we start getting into the holiday season, there's a lot of people that are depressed. There's a lot of people that are overwhelmed. You would kind of think that, man, that's the time we're going to be excited. Right? How many people like getting gifts? Right? Okay, I'm just being honest, right? But isn't it so much better to give them? I didn't know that till I was about 52, 53 now. No, no I'm just easing. But it, it is, you just love to give. You When somebody's light, something goes, man, I appreciate that. You know? And I'm going to tell you what. I know that each one here and each one listening here, we appreciate what God has done for us. So let's jump on in and see what God's going to share with us. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. I love it. So I want to read a little bit from Psalm 57. Got the first three up here on our board, and it goes something like this. Have mercy on me, O God, have mercy. 
I look to you for protection. I will hide beneath the shadow of your wings until the danger passes. I cry out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. He will send help from heaven to rescue me, disgracing those who hound me. My God will send forth his unfailing and faithfulness. Man, let me tell you, is anybody, maybe you didn't pray it just like that, but you've been there. Lord, I need you. I'm flat on my back. Something's got to change. I'm overwhelmed. And I believe there's different seasons of our life. And you know when this usually comes? Right after a high point. Woo! Everything's good. Only one way now down, right? And you know what? The people you work with and people out in the food line parking lot and people over here and everything will help bring you back down if you let them, right? Yeah. They will. What are, you, what are you so happy about? You ever had anybody say, what are you so happy about? I have people get irritated with me because I, I, I'm full of joy most of the time. Man, he doesn't. You know what he say? He don't care. <laughs> I don't care nothing about being worried. I don't care nothing about being upset. Do I get that way sometimes? Yes, but I really try to minimize it because you know what? We've got so much more in Christ. We've got so much more. So we're going to break this down in bite sizes so we can just apply these truths to our life today. And that's so, well, the first thing I want to talk about is what is God's part in all this? So what's the point? What is God's part? Have you ever thought about that? I'm going to go back to our verse here. And here we go. It says, have mercy on me, O God, have mercy. I look to you for protection. I will hide beneath the shadow of your wings until the danger passes. Have you ever seen anybody just crawl up in a ball? I can't take no more. I'm out. I heard a story one time. I don't want to get nobody teared up, but I heard this story one time, and it was amazing. And uh, it, it's, it's just something else. They said there was a forest fire, and there were so many things burning and everything else. And they found this big, I think it was a, some type of big mama bird. And they were looking, the fire department come out there, and they were getting stuff, and they were moving. They said, oh, my gosh, this poor bird got scorched. And when they went to move that bird and moved the wings out, a little baby bird came out well. And I've always thought about that. Ever since I heard that news, newscaster say that, I thought, man, that's God. He's hovered us around us to, to keep us safe. He's our protector. Let's talk about that a little bit, man. We're going to unpack this and say, man, what is the point? Look at this. The point is God wants our life to impact the kingdom of God. Amen? He wants to use our life. And I hope that we look at this today. Sometimes it gets a little tough. Sometimes we get a little overwhelmed. But today I pray that we give you the tools through God's word to encourage you. Take a look at this. Have you ever been in that place where you just need that protection? Man, I told you all many years ago and I was going through an illness and man, I had had every test, everything, wired my brain up, everything else they were in search of. <laughs> I think maybe in search of the brain, maybe in search of the problem, didn't know what was going on. But I got to a point in my life, I crawled up and my ball, a ball on my living room floor and I cried out, I said, God, you got to fix this. You gotta fix this. Because they don't know, and I don't know, and whatever's going on. And I'm gonna tell you what, God is faithful. And He started strengthening me a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And let me tell you what. Through that, this is not in the notes, I developed a whole lot of compassion for people that go through things medically. Right? I haven't had what some of you guys had. You guys probably haven't had what I had. But let me tell you, when somebody tells me they're going through a tough time, I just go, oh, don't, I don't go, well, just get over it. You'll be all right. Oh, put a Band-Aid on it. I lean into that and I go, man, how can I help you? Let's pray about it. And something else you guys know, most of the time this will happen. Somebody say, hey, you know, this is going on. I said, let's pray about it right now. Because I don't want to take off and forget about it because my heart is I want to pray about it. So let's just do it right now. Because we like things now, right? Might as well go to the Lord right now. But as we go through things, we look at this stuff here. 
God gives us mercy. How many people like mercy? All right, I'm going to pull Angela on here. What does mercy mean? <laughs> we love looking at words. Compassion and forgiveness shown towards someone who is, in with, who is within one's power to punish or harm. So think about this. What is mercy? We can call out to God anytime we feel like it. Right? He's there. We're seeing a lot of different changes in our family. So blessed to have a brand new grandbaby. And you just want to help. You want to jump in. You know, but mom and dad are doing their thing. And you're like, I'm right here. I'm right here if you need anything. I'm right here. Yeah. And I look at my daughter-in-law up there. And she's holding the bag. I said, you look like you're hungry, baby. You want something? You need something? Oh, oh you can't do both. Let me here. Take that. I'll hold the baby. <laughs> Papa's working it, man. I said, oh, no, I, I don't mind. I held her so long the other day, Thomas was propping stuff up under my arm and said, Dad, you all right? I said, yeah, yeah. You want me to take a no? I said, just put her on my other arm. This one's asleep. Put her back over here. And then I'm like, I guess I'm hogging the baby. Okay, okay. You know, you kind of like this. But, man, I think about that. And this is the thing I asked Thomas and Alexa when they saw their baby girl. I said, do you got any idea now? Just a little bit better understanding how much we love you. And I said, then think about how much God loves you. Man, I'm going to tell you what. Something like that will take the toughest guy and soften their heart, man. And I'm going to tell you what. I know this for me. I ain't never cried so much since I've been saved in my life. Not that I'm a pushover, man, but God starts touching your hearts. Man, it starts moving in your life and things like that. Because of his mercy, I was out there. How about you guys? I mean, I wasn't like on the edge. I was like over the edge, over here going, that's a long way back over there. And then you get to the point, well, well ain't no sense of coming back because I'm already over here. But God's got some long arms of grace and mercy, amen. And it reeled me back in. On Halloween night, I got a birthday coming up here at the end of this month. You know that? 1995, I gave my life to the Lord on a street corner in Fox Hill. Man, the new birth. Then I knew I met Jesus. I had heard about him, I talked about him, I thought about him, I prayed about him, I thought, whatever. But I knew then, I need Jesus, and I need that mercy, and I need that grace. And it didn't just come to Christ because I didn't want to go to hell. That's a, that's a good reason, though. But I thought, if he loves me that much, I need to serve him. Man, this is not even in the notes. God's got me rolling on some other stuff here. I'm talking about the love of Christ, man. I'm talking about the mercy and grace of God. I'm going to tell you, how many people like grace, right? I don't like the law. You fail, you lose. You're out. You're done. This and that. But God's grace and mercy, grace unmerited, unearned, God's favor, he loves you. I mentioned it many times, and you all are going to hear <clears throat> a lot of granddaughter things, analogies, probably for the next 21 years. But anyway, I think about that, and I go, man, before she even got out, I loved her. And it made me think of the scripture, I, I knew you in your mother's womb. I knew you when you were knitting. He loves us. He loves us so much, man. And every time I think, oh, yeah, he loves us. Oh, yeah, and we're waiting for the hammer to fall or something to change. He doesn't change. His love is unconditional, man, and that means there's no conditions on his love. Look at this. God gives us protection. Man, my sister's here, so I'm going to embarrass her a little bit. My sister's just a little bit older than me. I won't say it, just a little bit older. But my sister and me, we used to love to play sports. But I was, I was pretty young. And you had everybody else in the neighborhood. My sister, man, I'm telling you, she can still probably whoop a football the length of this building right here. Go ahead and wave your hand down. There you go. Okay. That's a no pressure. So we would get out there, and we, you got all the places to play. We got to play in the street. I mean, right in the street. 
right there. And this is before the road got real good tarred and everything. This is when you got the gravel, you know. So I want to play. I want to play. No one lets me play. I want to play. I want to play. Don said, Don told him, look, my brother needs to play. No, we don't want him to play. He said, well, I ain't playing if he ain't playing. Okay. Because she was good. She could run, boy. She could do all the stuff out there. The big guys out there, she'd be like this. Gone. Couldn't do that with my old knees. I'd be on the floor. <laughs> but she could move. She could do that head thing like this, everything like that. Man, she'd go down and do a cartwheel. Boom, hit her, hit her with a long pass. I'm going to get to the, the whole deal. Protection. There was a new guy in the neighborhood. And he didn't know that was my sister. And I was just some snotty-nosed kid. I was down there hiking. He just stuffed me. Boom. <laughs> Donna gets the pass. Boom. Touchdown. Excuse me. You know what that is? That's my brother. Don't do that no more. I said, it's okay. You know you're a tough guy, right? About six years old. You don't want to cry with you. He's getting high pitched, man. Okay. All right. They get ready to line up. Now, this is two hand touching the street. I said, all right. I said, I'm all right. I'm all right. All right. Hike on three. Donna's like this. One, two. You all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. All right. Hut, hut, hike. Woo! All right. That guy was like, oh. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. Sometimes, sometimes that protection is just good. I know that's probably not Christian-like, but he was in the way. <laughs> but man, I had a protector. So guess what then? When I went to hike the ball then, guess what I got? I was like, man, I got the ball. I can hike it any way I want because that's my sister right there. Hike that ball. You want to go on three or four? I can do either one. Did I tell you that's my sister? So think about that. The protector, right? Now, I don't know if God's choking people out and hitting them in the goozle when they're running by, but, but I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> he will protect you, all right? I want you guys to hear that. But I knew right then, I started seeing things that I mattered. I mattered. My dad was big on family, man. That was it. Family, family, family all the time. Our Heavenly Father is big on family. And he wants everybody in the family. So my whole point is, God wants to use our life. But what does God do? He protects. He gives. He loves us. He wants to work in that. He, he, he's saving us. He's loving us. He's forgiving us. He's redeeming us. And he's restoring us and so much more. So God's got a part to play. I think he does a pretty good job. How about you? What about us? What do we do? How about your part? Got to make it personal, don't we? Look at this. I cry out to the Most High God. To God who will fulfill his purpose for me. I take a lot of phone calls throughout the week. And as over the last 20 years, I hear a lot of things. I, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what this is. And I, I, I said, well, have you prayed about it? Yeah. Have, have you looked at God's word about it? Have you talked to other believers about it? What is God showing you? What is he he's turning around in your heart? You know, I believe that God will show us our purpose. Amen. I don't believe he's hiding it from us. And, you know, sometimes we think, oh, I'm a, I, I think he wants me to be a rock star. Well, maybe he does. Maybe he don't. I don't know. I can tell you that was not the plan for me. It took me about 20, 30 years to figure it out. You will starve trying to be a rock star, right? I was a lot thinner then. <laughs> That's for sure. But in the midst of that, God met me in the midst of that. See, God will go into the highways and the hedges. Got saved on a, on a street corner. Halloween night, they came outside the church. I was not banging on the walls of the church. I think that's a great place to go. But see, we got to be not only working in the church, and we're going to see that, but we work outside of the walls too. I mean, God wants us to keep moving and sharing stuff. But look at this. When you, when you find your purpose, 
and you realize the love of God, and you know that he's holding it all together, guess what? We start to have confidence in Christ. You start to have great boldness in Christ. That doesn't mean arrogant, but you're just bold in Christ because we have confidence. We start to have faith, and we rely upon the goodness of God. If I don't know God's a good God, I'm going to come to him like this. But when I know he's a good God, and I know he loves me, and I know the price that he paid for me to come to him, for us to even have that relationship, whoo, here I am. I'm like the donkey. Pick me, pick me, man, I'm out there. Think about this. If your kid come home, you say, hey, how you doing? They go, I don't know, Mom. I don't know, Dad. I, man, that would break my heart. Now, they do that now because I want to hug them in public and everything, and they're kind of growing. I say, come here, baby, do it like that. I don't know. But I can understand that a little. But that's all right. You know what? It's that love, man. And don't ever get too big. To, to, what I tell Anthony, he's big. And Miles, they come out and say, don't get too big to hug, baby. They say, all right. <laughs> Because I'm going to tell you what, man, I, I love my brothers and sisters in the Lord, and God wants to use us in a mighty way. Look at this. Cut through the scripture. He will send help from heaven to rescue me. Disgracing those who hound me, my God will send forth his unfailing love and faithfulness. Man, let's talk about that for a minute. How many people have ever been lost? It could be something small. How many people remember the J.M. Fields uh, place in Riverdale? Ain't much bigger than this room. I got lost. Terrified. Lost. And that happened to be a day that all our family was here. My grandma was here. My granddad was here. My dad was here. My uncle was here. All the cousins were there. Everything. And I went to look at the mini bikes. I got in there. I was just, oh, man. I was looking at the mini bike. I was, I was looking at that bike, and I was, I was thinking, ooh. I was all on. Man, I was going. Man, I was a million miles away. And I looked around, and my sister was gone. And my cousin was gone. I said, well, surely I can find my grandma. Grandma was gone. I said, they left me. So I did what they tell you not to do. What do you say? Well, you know, don't leave the store. Well, the devil got on my back. I said, they done left you. I went out to check the car. Well, the car's still here. Okay. I guess, I guess maybe I'm going to make it. Come on back in there. Went up to the counter. <laughs> The lady said, are you looking for somebody? I said, I'm looking for anybody. <laughs> they left me. Instead of, the lady was so kind, I remember this. Instead of saying, there's a little boy up here who lost his, his family. He said, there's a little boy up here and his family has lost him. You know, he switched around, yeah. I said, yeah. All of a sudden, uh, you know, all of a sudden out of all these little racks and everything, my grandma went like this. Poop, man, what are you doing? She was over there, Donna's over here, and, and all my family was around, but I didn't see them. You know what? I believe we go through life sometime and not realize we have all our family around and don't even see it. We just get so focused on the problem because that problem got, it went from zero to 60. Woo, I'm gone. I'm lost. I can't, ah, oh, man, heart beating, a little racing like that. Man, my little butter cookies things coming around the corner like this, going back through there, all that. I do got to tell you something that has nothing to do with this. Don't let your kids see this. They, they used to, we used to peep. Through there, did y'all ever do that? My sister be over there, and we get in and hide in between the stuff like that and jump out. <laughs> you know? Jump out when you think it's your mama and it ain't your mama. <laughs> Woo, that'll heal you. It's like, oh! Rolling, man. Oh, we were at Robert Hall Village one time. You remember that right there? Not a good place to jump out. They had the low-hanging ones. I went out there. I said, I'm going to get them. I jumped in there. Boom! <laughs> 
I pulled the stuff back. I was going. Donna said, you didn't get me. You didn't get me. I knew you were there. I'm thinking, I just want to go home, boy. We had some times, man. But let me tell you about this. When all my family came out and I was lost. See, at that point, I was young. Man, I was lost. And they came, come on, come on, come on. Just reach in. Isn't that how we should be about the world? Our part. Hey, come on, come on. Are we inviting church? I believe we are. But we can always improve. They say most of the time when people come to church, it's not because of the free pizza. It's not because of the band. It's not because of the great preaching or this and that. It's because somebody has asked them. When you, when you came here, how many people came here as a result of somebody asking them? Hands everywhere. And now, don't get me wrong, the, the media and everything else that we can use and stuff like that, but guess what? We invited you on there, too. So that's cool. And God will use all those different things, but look, he, he will send help and rescue us. Man, I'm going to tell you what. There are so many things in our life that we can get overwhelmed in. But man, have you ever seen somebody get rescued on a boat or something like that and they come out they are happy. Guess what? When the Lord came down, poured out his blood for us, gave his life on Calvary, rose on the third day, and I got that concept and I received that, I was rescued. How about you? I was happy. It ain't wore off yet. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. We got to be happy about that stuff. But not only that, we want to walk in that. Think about this. His unfailing love and faithfulness. That's where the confidence comes from. Not in us, not in me, not in that. But my part is to believe him, to trust him. Look at this. And we can rest in his unfailing love and faithfulness. That's how you go to sleep at night when the world's going apart. That's how you, when you think you might get laid off, you still go to sleep. All right. That's how you go and you say, hey, when you go into the waiting room and, and, and there's emergency and everything like that, that's how you can kind of stay a little bit calmer. You know, we prayed about this. We're trusting God for this. Lord, it's out of my hands. How many people have been in a situation you have no control? Absolutely no control. How does it make you feel? Sometimes bad, overwhelmed, scared. Now, how about this? How about we take this message and apply it in our life, this, this verse right here. He will send help from heaven to rescue me, right? Now, I'm going to tie this in here. Disgracing those who hound me. Anybody, and just be honest, I'm going to raise both my been bullied before. It ain't fun. I don't care if you're young. People still bully and groan at your work. Man. But you know what? As we continue to have our heart cultivated by the Lord, he helps us with our responses. It's so easy to want to take him out. It's so easy to want to just, just follow him in there because it hurts, man. It's scary. It's overwhelming. But, man, God is on your side. He's going to work it all together. Look at this. I want to give you all some more encouragement about coming through the other side. Philippians 1, 6. And it says here, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. We're talking about confidence, our part being confident and having faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, this is what, this is what Paul's writing here. And he says, I am certain. It's not, I hope so. Well, maybe. I ask people all the time, if you die tonight, what I say, are you sure to go to heaven? And most people go, well, I hope so. Oh, maybe so. No, I am certain. I am certain. Are you certain? I want you to be certain today before you leave here because this is what God's word said. And I usually follow up with this. Well, buddy, you think you go to heaven? Absolutely. Why? I love when they ask me why. Is it because you're a nice guy? Nope. 
Oh, it's because you're a preacher. Nope. Actually, I'm going to be judged even, even tougher. That's what the Bible says, right? Is, is it because you give or you do or, or, or all these lists of stuff, all these works? I said, no, man. Well, what is it? I said, because I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And then I go into the gospel, the good news, about how all of us have sinned and fall short of what God wants for us. All of us have. Everybody ever took a breath, right? But he made a remedy for that, and his name is Jesus. That's why I get excited about sharing Jesus. Look what it says. He said, I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, he's working in you. The problem is sometimes we won't let him out. <laughs> he wants us to be about his business. I love sharing some Jesus. I do, because it's the only thing that I know that is perfect. It's the best deal in town, right? It, it, it's, it's, got, it's got everything you need. It's a relationship with the Lord. The King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He said, I'll save you. I'll set you apart. I'll come into your life. I'll seal you to the day of redemption. Take a look at Ephesians 1. You want to be encouraged? Read through that a little bit. Look at it. He's going to, he will continue his work until it is finally finished. See, I know this. You know I'm a time watcher. You know I'm a people watcher. And you know I love those grains of sand. And I appreciate my new gift of my little hourglass. And I think about that. Because time is going by. Time is going by. You say, why is he so hyper? Because time's going by. <laughs> That's going by. And when I don't want, when I leave here, I want to leave poured out. I want to live filled up. I want the Lord to say, man, you, you, whoo. You poured it all out. Hey, man, I pray on my deathbed I can lead somebody to the Lord. If I have an open casket, just him pointing. He's still pointing. He's still pointing to Jesus. What's up? You know? Put a Bible track in there. What does he got? Oh, yeah. Whatever the case is. Because I'm going to tell you, friends, this is what it's all about. Our part is to believe and to trust and further the kingdom. Let's keep on going. i got some more good, good verses for you. And I want to encourage you guys. I know it's kind of small on the screen, but man, get with me. Get these verses here. Write them down. Study them this week. Put them on your refrigerator, all right? Psalm 138, 8. The Lord will fulfill his purpose in me. Oh, Lord, your love and devotion endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. Look at some of these lines here. He will. Who will fulfill. I am certain. Will continue, right? Will fulfill his purpose in me. Endures forever. He won't abandon us. See, that's what we need to be speaking. I said, well, maybe will, maybe won't. We love to say this, don't we? God moves in some mysterious ways. Anybody ever said that? I have. But God also moves in some ways that you can know what's going on. He's going to rescue you when you call on his name. He's going to finish a good work. He's faithful. I am certain that God will continue the good work, man. He's going to finish what he starts. He's going to fulfill the purpose in me. I just want to be obedient. That's a part of our stuff. Can we be obedient? It takes a step at a time, a day at a time. And sometimes it takes a little course correction. How many people got a GPS? What does it say? Recomputing. Recomputing. Took a turn, right? Man, how do we set ourselves up? We look at God's perfect standard, God's GPS, God's word, God's book to encourage us. Amen. I got on a roll. I got some more for you here, all right? 1 Corinthians 1, 8 says, He will sustain you to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Woo! 
Man, I know you heard this story, but some of you hadn't, so i got to share it. I was telling it the other day. Fourth grade, Mrs. Dixon's class. I'll tell you what, she was a great teacher, but she was just wild. She was a big lady. She had these hoop earrings back then. Looked like a chandelier swinging, almost like a door knocker. Bah, 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 bah. That lady took a lot of time with me. She really did, man. God bless her. I hope she's doing good. But I'll tell you what. She was a big lady, and she'd get in there, and she would come in, and she had this Lysol can. I know some of y'all heard it, but just let me through it. And she'd get in, she something smell funny in here. And she took that thing one morning, and she sprayed it, and she had it backwards, and it went in her face. We're in the fourth grade, man. There's not like, oh, I hope you're all right. You're going, bah! <laughs> and she started dancing like this. And she, oh! And she was all over there, I mean, and, and trying to grab hold of the chalkboard things. And we're going, and we're going, look at that, man, check that out. And finally, somebody with a lot more sense than me and my buddy said, I think she's hurt. We go, what? So she runs out and gets another teacher. They get her, they splash water in her face and everything else. And well, now it's payday. Miss Dixon comes back in. You could have heard it. You could have heard it. Ding. You could have dropped a pen in there. All right. I want to know who was laughing in here. You can't do what she did getting ready to do now. She had this little thing that looked like a piece. You know on the blind, what is it? Uh, the shutters of your house. She had like a piece off that thing, wood. That thick, this long, like that. Actually about like that. Yeah, anyway. So she said, come on, line up. Come on, line up. Little girl said, she went, did you, did, were you laughing, little Susie Q, or whatever her name was? <laughs> yes. Pack up. Sit down. Can't believe you laughing. I'm thinking, these people are stupid. That's what I'm thinking. About four or five go through there. Whack, whack, whack. Yes, yes, yes. I got up there. She said, buddy, were you laughing? I said, no, ma'am. You know what she said? Wham, that's for lying. Wham, and that's for laughing. My buddy said, man, you're stupid. <laughs> man, she wore me out. I was like, I said the rest of the day, hey, we got back to, everybody was doing this. <laughs> Blowing, I couldn't tell you what she taught the rest of the day, but she had a lesson that I'll never forget. I'll tell you what, I don't know what the times tables were that day or what word was there, but I know they don't laugh at somebody when they're going through a tough time, amen? <laughs> My part was to shut up, right? My part should have been reaching out. But in the midst of that, now I'm going to talk about how that lady changed my life. I had two other buddies, James and Maurice and me. We were buddies. There's only one problem with the three of us, right? They were smart. I mean, them guys are smart. It just come easy to them. And I wanted to kind of be in their group and their reading group and everything else. And, and she said, well, you can do it. I said, I don't think I can do it. You know that lady went, got me extra books, extra time, everything else. Man, that'll tear your heart up. She saw something in me. She says, you know what? If that's where you're going, I'm going to help you get there. She didn't say, well, no, 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 you, you know, you can't, you couldn't do that. You can do that. She was helping to sustain me. She was helping me. I saw a mirror of Christ in that lady, and I didn't even know what it was. But I knew one thing. She believed in me. Let me tell you what. You know what our part is? To believe in him, but also believe in you so that you can believe in others. Amen? That's a, there's a story there, man. You know what? It took this to get my attention. Boom. God used a. Tall lady with some aerosol can and hoop earrings and a piece of wood, but I got my attention. My mind is right. Y'all remember that, Luke? I got my mind right. Y'all ever seen that movie? My mind right was right. But I'm going to tell you what. God is willing to come to you right now. He doesn't have to hit you with a stick. All right? 
He lovingly says, come on, do your part. I love you. I'm going to see it through. I'm going to make sure that you got everything you need. I'm going to supply everything you need. And we come along the side and we say, hey, Lord, what, what can I do to be a part of this great thing called the body of Christ? Let me tell you, he wants us to believe him, follow him, share him, and love him. Can we do that? Can we believe him? Can we share him? We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Let's see what else we got. Everybody doing good so far, right? All right, let's go. Well, what is our part? What's the purpose of the church? You ever thought about that? Think about that. Think about it just for a minute. Look at this. Acts 2.42 talks about this right here. I'll read it to you. It says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to breaking bread and prayers. All right. I'm going to tell you what. It, it's so much more than what we think sometimes. I had a couple of notes here. God wants us to teach the Bible, right? Biblical teaching, standing on what God says. That's why I always give you the scripture. This is what's going on. This is what's happening. This was the time frame. This is what's going on. Let me just tell you this. I got ahead of myself. When, when David wrote this, right, they say they believe that he wrote it from a cave when he was on the run. Saul's trying to kill him. Now, he had already been told that he was going to be king. But guess what? It took a little while for that to get played out. Sometimes in your life, God will speak into your life. God will give you a promise in your heart, everything, but it takes time to get there. Amen. God is working things behind the scene, right? He's working that, but you know what? We need to be listening. So look at this. Here's, here's the guy, David, a man after God's own heart. Had he blown it a few times? Did y'all ever read anything about David missing a mark? Yeah. Killing people, sleeping with somebody's wife, all that stuff. Yeah. But see, you know, the key about this is he was quick to turn back to God. I believe that we can learn so much through the characters from the Bible that maybe we don't have to go through some of those things if we would apply it. Folks, young folks, anybody, all right? You can learn a few things from your mom and dad because they've been through it. I always tell people, I didn't wake up 53 years old, you know? My buddy used to say, I was born at night, but I won't born last night. In other words, I've, I've seen a few things. But guess what? I got to be willing to receive too, you know? I, I love talking to folks that have been around the block. Because they can help you. They can help you. Thank the Lord for, for those who have gone on. You know what? Look at this. The people have gone past. Look at them for standing for the Bible, standing for the Word of God. Me and you have it today. And you know what? We need to pass it on. Because I tell you, we are living in a time when things are pretty dark, aren't they? And things, the, the recoil is so fast. Boom! As good as you can use Facebook, Instagram, all these different things is, man, you can turn around and use it for the bad. It's crazy. Because all you got to do is blip, 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 blip. I think bullying has went to a whole new level because you can't go home. When I was a kid, if you went to school with somebody that was picking on you, you didn't have to see them until the next day. You got a weekend or whatever. Now, it's all this. It doesn't ever let up. So if you're going through a tough time, I want you to be encouraged that God loves you and God is your protector and God is going to encourage you and God is going to work it out in his time frame. But I'm going to tell you what, you can learn from that. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the bully. I want to be the blessing. I don't like seeing that. I don't like seeing people go, well, you know how they are. Looking down, everything else. Well, you know, I don't know about everybody in this room, but I do talk to a lot of people, and I've done a fair amount of street ministry. And I could tell you just in my own life and many people that I talk to, you have one or two bad turns in your life, you could be on that street. Lose your job. Get hurt. 
can't go to work. Cause problems on the home front. Next thing you know, guess what? You don't have the insurance, you got a big doctor bill, now you're in debt. Something else going on. And now all these things, next thing it just starts going like this. I talk to people on the street. This guy told me, I said, hey man, what's going on? How long you been here? He said, man, I was a school teacher. I said, really? He said, I got in an uh, accident. Had a problem with his leg and his back. They give him medicine on that. He got hooked on the medicine. He wasn't, shoot, he wasn't shooting to, to do that. He was just trying to get well. It destroyed his family. It destroyed his life. He's living on the street. That happened within a course of a year. Okay? Now, I, I don't know why I even went down that path, but I just believe when we look at folks, you don't know their story. And I tell you what, when you go through some stuff, we could be that guy. I'm going to tell you. That's why I said, man, how can I help somebody? How can I do that? Matter of fact, sometimes I help too many people, and I don't mean, I have to tell you this, man. My sister's going to fall out on the floor. I was trying to help this lady with a, with a cart the other day, and it's going around. I was trying to push it. It was stuck like that, and, and I heard a baby screaming, and his foot was underneath the wheel. I was pushing it like that. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> Denise was like, get over here. I was like, well, I don't think he's going to get a scholarship now. That's all about that. You know, when you see something, you say, let me help out, let me do, you know. And you're like, oh, my gosh. So, you know what? You mean well. It's the heart condition. Donna's still laughing. She's like, I cannot believe that. Right? I'm just, I'm confessing this what it is. But I want to tell you what. Biblical teaching and what else does he want us to do? Meet together to encourage one another. See, when I tell you these stories, I hope you get, it's not about, oh, buddy, buddy, buddy. I want to encourage you. I want you to say, hey, you know what? That guy's going through the same thing I am. You know? Hey, that guy went through a few things and God still uses him. And guess what? This guy's still going through a few things. But God still uses us. So I want to point all the praise to him. And that's when we get to come together. We can find out. You know, the biggest part, the one, one of the hugest things I think is important that we started ever since we've been doing church. And a lot of folks don't get to see it here. When we shut the cameras off and everything else, I go, what's going on? What's going on in your life? How can we pray for you? I don't need to know all the nuts and bolts, but I'm going to tell you, I want you to be able to say, hey, you know, I, I'm going through this time. I'm going to, don't have to have name, rank, and serial number just to know that your church family cares about you. Just to know that you know what? We want to be the hands and the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to reach out to people and, and, and love them in the Lord. What else? Observing the Lord's Supper and, re, and the remembrance of his sacrifice. You know, when we, we share in the Lord's Supper, we, we remember what God has done. We want to keep that on the forefront, remembering the sacrifice of Christ. See, a lot of times we just, we, we, we gloss over that. But man, if you ever take time to read the account and what Jesus went to and went through to purchase us out of our sin debt, you get a whole different understanding of his love. Sometimes with mom and dads and grandparents and stuff, we've sacrificed a little bit. Sometimes it's our time. A lot of times it's our money, right? Sometimes it's sleep. Sometimes it's different things. And it's not so much that you want to say, well, look at all that I did, you should. But you sure do appreciate it when they appreciate it, don't you? I know I appreciate that. When I was coming up, man, we get to do something different. My dad would say, hey, we're going to do this. I'm going to get this bicycle and all this. And I said, man, that's good. See, it wasn't, we, me and Donna never wanted for anything. But let me tell you, it didn't just fall off the tree. My dad was using that. And I say my dad, my mom, my mom was, my mom was supporting it. He had to say, I think we can do that. Let me see if mom will give me some money. <laughs> They still got a budget, man. She's on that budget all the time. And so my dad would say, I want you to understand how much we love you. I want you to understand what, what has to happen for us to get this bicycle. You know, we, you know, he was showing me there was a teachable message in the gift. He was saying there was a cost for this, but you're worth it. 
Let's flip that to the cross. There is a cost for that. But Jesus says, you're worth it. You're worth it. Man, unconditional love from the Lord. So we need to be observing that and we need to be praying. I tell you what, over the last few months, I have seen God move in a mighty way through prayers of the church and prayers of his children. I thank you for the prayers that you guys offer up for behalf of my family and, and, and for the other ones here. It's amazing. I'm going to tell you what. There is power in the name of Jesus. We sing about it from time to time, but I'm going to tell you what. There is power in the name of Jesus. The name above all names. It says every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. It won't be like, I don't know who that is. Whew. The glory of the Lord is going to come down. You're going to say, that's the, the one true Savior. That's him. That's him. But you know what? We, get to, we have the opportunity and the privilege as a child of God to be able to talk to him every day. Anybody ever went out of town and couldn't talk to one of their friends or family for a while? Man, when my dad was in the service, right, he was, uh, he was in Vietnam, I think it was, when I was, was very little. The first words that I ever talked to my dad or my dad ever heard me say, I was on the phone. And I've shared this before. And my first words, you ready where it was? I'm tired. And my dad said, I don't think you ever got over it, boy. Right? I'm tired. Well, if you time you get to, you're saying, I'm tired, you went through daddy, daddy, and all that. See, but he was sacrificing just like many of the men and women have done over the years, and I appreciate that. But I remember this. My mom said, Dad's going to call today. I think he might be able to call. See, that stand in line. I think, Tim, you had to used to do some of that stuff, too. You'd have to wait in line. You might be in there two hours just to say, give you, what, five minutes, ten minutes? What did you get? Five minutes. Five minutes to talk to your loved one on the other side of the world. Hey, what's going on? How they doing? What's happening? Man, but I'm going to tell you what. See, we had the windows open. We didn't have no AC. When that phone rang, it's like, ah, it's dead. Whoo. Whoo. Mom's like, back away. Hello. <laughs> you got to set the charges and all that stuff. Man, what would happen if we grabbed our Bible and said, it's dead. The Lord wants to talk to me. You woke up this morning and said, whoo, the Lord's going to show me something today. The Lord's going to show me something today. The other day, I could not sleep. I woke up and he said, what's going on? I said, the Lord's going to show me something. Guess what he showed me? You need to sleep. <laughs> I didn't get anything that night, but I was still praying. I pray. hey, how many first-time people here today? Young man right there, right? I was praying for you earlier in the week. You said, you didn't even know me. Lord, bring new folks in. Lord, be with our church family. Grow that church family. Encourage us. Lord, show me what to teach and preach. Lord, Help me to, to, to be that person to, to shine that light. Help, help us to, to continue to move on in your direction. Now, we talk about praying and we talk about meeting together. We talk about teaching. But what about the Great Commission? Everybody knows what that is. Sharing the death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Letting people know that there is one way to heaven. Right? Matthew 28. But look at this. So the church is called to be faithful in sharing the gospel. That's the good news. Through word and deed, the church is to be the lighthouse in the community. Pointing people toward our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the church is to both promote the gospel and prepare its members to proclaim the gospel. Got God's word on it right there. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I pray that anybody ever comes in and sound of my voice or comes in here understands what it takes to, to have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Usually, I start right out of the shoot about that. And I tell you about three or four times as we're here. And then we give you opportunity at the end to receive the greatest gift ever given, the Lord Jesus Christ. But I want to ask you a question. <clears throat> if you was here tonight or here today and ask somebody later on tonight, if they said, well, what must I do to be saved? Would you be able to tell them how to have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Would you be able to explain the gospel message? And I pray that we can. And I'm going to break it down today. 
The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So what does that mean? That means we all have sin. We're, we're, we're printed with it. We got it. That's what it, You know what? How about this? How many people remember the cassette tapes? Right? Now, how many people ever made a road tape? Now, really, right? So what you do is you get a bunch of tapes and you put them all together and then you, you, you reproduce them. So guess what? You take that tape, the original, and then you're going to make a copy of that tape, right? And if that tape's got a hiccup in it, guess what? This tape gets a hiccup in it, don't it? Right? We got our hiccup from Adam. So when we reproduce, we got a uh, sin, uh, sin, uh, sin. That's the way it is. Does that help anybody? See, we got, we got sin in our life because that's what happened. But the good news is Jesus came to took away, take away that sin. Okay? So this is what I want us to be able to tell anybody, anytime, give account of what we believe in. That's our part as a church, many things, but sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, knowing that you're secure in Christ. What does it take? What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Understand this, that we've missed the mark, that we sin. This is what I usually do when I share the gospel with somebody. I start out like this. Psalm 19.7 says this, that the law of the Lord is perfect in converting the soul. I take the Ten Commandments and point them to that and say, how are you measuring up? Right? Because most people say, well, I'm a pretty good guy. I say, oh, yeah, I thought I was a good guy too. Have you ever lied? Yep. Have you ever sold anything? Yep. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust? Yep. Jesus said if you break one of the Ten Commandments, you broke them all. I said, so the Bible says there's a point that a man once died, then the judgment. Then you got to stand before the Lord. Why would he let you in if you're a lying, thief, and adulterous at heart? Uh... I ain't never killed nobody. The Bible says if you hate your brother, hate somebody, it's just like kill him. It's like death. So, so what, what happens when going through the law and so on, seeing how perfect God is, it shows you how much we need a Savior. I don't tell them that so they can live up to it. I tell them that so they can look up to the, the one Savior. Does that make sense now? Here we go. We're coming down here. Now, I just thought I was a nice guy, but now I'm a liar and a thief, a thief right? You ever take a piece of candy from your sister? You ever, well, yeah. You ever cheat on the test? Well, yeah. Okay. God is perfect and God is holy. And there's one way to him. Now, their heart's going, I need to know how to get there. See, we went around their brain. We went around all this. And, and what about dinosaurs? And what about, I, I went right to their heart. See, the law of the Lord is perfect in converting the soul. They found out real fast that if they're relying on their good works, we're sunk. Everybody. Everybody. So now that I got your attention, let me tell you the remedy. His name is Jesus. Right? And Jesus came and lived a perfect life without sin. The Son of God. And he laid his life down for us. He traded places. Think about this. Your kid has to have a shot. They said, well, one of y'all have to have a shot for this, this sickness. Mom's dad said, I'll, I'll do it, right? Boom, you took the shot. I'm trying to break it down a little bit. Jesus did more than take a shot. He laid down his life. They said there's a life for a life. You had to pour out your blood, the perfect sacrifice. So there had to be a perfect payment, a perfect payoff, perfect payment for me and you. Guess who he was? Jesus. He came and lived his life. He poured it to the Father, and they crucified him. And he went willingly to the cross. Amazing, man. And he laid his life down. But on the third day, he raised it back up. See, don't just get caught 
at the cross. That's, we need to take that in. But walk through that to the third day, to the empty tomb. They didn't roll that away so he could get out. The angel rolled that away so we could look in and say, he's gone. He is risen. We serve a risen and alive Savior. Man, he came back and he talked to them. Can you imagine? Can we imagine right now? Boom, Jesus walks in here. Woo! Right? Who was it? Doubting Thomas? He says, I, I, ain't gonna, I, I wasn't there. He missed that service, right? That's one service he shouldn't have missed, right? But God's so good he came back. He said, I'm not going to believe that unless I put my hand in the holes in his hands and one on the side. It's the next time they got together, guess what? Jesus showed up. And he showed him the holes in his hands and his side. He said, my God, my Lord. Wow. Now, we might not see that, but we could see it through the lens of Scripture. We could see it through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray today that we realize that God has a part, and guess what his part was? His part was to send Jesus to rescue us. We have a part. Our part is to believe that. And we have a part as a church to get out and share that. So, friends, if you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, let me tell you. You say, what? What's the point, right? We got back to that. The point is that you need Jesus. I need Jesus. God has a plan for us individually, but he also has it corporately as the church. Also corporately as a church, man. He has a purpose for your life. He's got the master plan. God has a part to play. He saves, he redeems, he shelters, he loves, he forgives, he empowers. I kept writing and writing and writing, and I'm not even scratching the surface. His love endures forever and so much more. And our part is to believe. Let me ask you a question. How's your faith? How many people got good faith today? Okay. How many people believe that we were going to be in this new satellite location today? They better showed up, right? You wouldn't come. But guess what? The power went out. We all, the power going out is chasing us everywhere we go. We had a few things, a couple of, couple of things, as my buddy said, a couple of hinkles in the plan, right? The reason I'm bringing that in, you had faith that we would be here. You had faith that the lights would be on. You had faith that we'd be preaching and teaching. But we're just men and women, and things can happen that we don't have any control of. Let me tell you, you ought to have some faith in Jesus. Amen? All of us. Because I'm going to tell you what. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. That ought to build your confidence in Christ. Because when I, when I buy something, how many, how many people have you bought a car and they say, well, uh, how about that new car, uh, F-150 truck, brand new, okay. Go down to see Mr. Riggins. I'd like to have that truck. It's this much money there. Here we go. That's good. I like it. He said, well, it's free, but go ahead and take it. I said, well, what happens if it cuts off? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to work. See, we get that with, with the Lord. I've had people say, well, I tried Christianity. It didn't work. What does that mean? See, they, they come in an experimental fashion because somebody has lied to them and said, hey, man, God's going to give you all this and all this, this big prosperity thing. You're never going to have any problems. What happened to Jesus? He had a few problems, right? He says, man, if they were, if they were on my back, they're really going to be on your back too, Right? Did, did anybody, you know, this gets me some time, and I'm, I'm not going to get too far gone, but see, God has the master plan, but let me tell you, sometimes we may suffer going through that plan. Sometimes it will be a little difficult, but God's still with you. God is still with us. What the point is, is that we just keep looking to the Lord. He's going to finish the purpose that he's placed in our life, and sometimes it looks dark. Sometimes you say, man, I have no way understanding how God's going to do this. And then that little bit of hope starts turning in your heart and you say, but I know he can. I know he can. Couldn't you just believe that, that he can? I'm going to tell you what, friends. Not only can he, he will and he has and we can be overcomers in Christ. So the whole point of this is this. 
Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Don't go, what's the point? I'm throwing in the towel. Go, what's the point? The point is, Jesus is Lord. I shared this other night at Bible study, and I'll bring this to my last closing. There was a, a, a pastor, and I was listening to him talk a little bit, and he was doing a visitation. And this lady was way up in the ages, and she knew the Lord, and, and she's just like, I don't understand why the Lord hasn't taken me. I remember sitting with Jimmy's, grandma, Jimmy's mom, Denise's grandma, and I would go visit, and she would say, I don't know why the Lord just hadn't called me home. She was in her 90s. We had some great visits. And I used to say, Granny, I said, you ain't finished your mansion yet. You know? Yeah. But this preacher had a great, great comeback. They said, I just don't understand why the Lord hasn't taken me home. He says, ma'am, can you still say praise the Lord? She said, praise the Lord. She said, no, say it again. Praise the Lord. He said, because you know what? You're still here to praise the Lord. You could still praise the Lord. Let me tell you, that's awesome right there. When we think, man, there's nothing else to give, nothing else we couldn't be possibly used anymore, man, you can still praise the Lord. You can still point people to Jesus. What's the point? We are created to glorify God. We are created to point people to Jesus. And I tell you what, I am grateful to have the opportunity every Sunday to come in here and worship with you guys. You guys do a great job. We're going to keep on rolling. I want to keep on getting the word out, man. So what is it this week that God's calling you to do? Through this message, what's the point? Maybe the point is for you is that, you know what, I need to spend more time with God. Maybe the point is I need to call somebody and ask for forgiveness or give some forgiveness. Maybe you need to look in the mirror and say, I need to forgive me. Maybe you're sitting here and, and you're right on that edge, man, today. And you say, what's the point? You might need to receive Jesus if you've never received him before. And you might be listening today and you've never asked the Lord to come into your life to forgive you of your sin. But let me tell you, today is the day of salvation. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you and I praise you that the point is you. It's about what you've done. It's about how you love us. And today, we have an opportunity to worship you and praise you and ask you for forgiveness of our sin. If you're here today, you might have heard this message 25,000 times, but you never acted on it. You might have been flipping through this 20 times before. You might see this next year. The message is still the same. I ask the same question. If you die tonight, do you know for sure that you go to heaven? Many, many people say, I don't know. Well, friends, I want to tell you that you can know. The Bible tells us, and I explained it earlier in, in the sermon. He says, you know what? He says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We need to understand that our sin separates us from an awesome and holy God. And I'll be honest with you, most people, they understand that. They just know, how do I connect the dots? We connect the dots by taking our faith in the finished work of the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. He paid our sin debt in full. All you have to do is ask him to come into your life. So if that's you today, don't leave here without praying. What do I pray? I pray, pray with you. Lord, come into my life. Today, Lord, I realize that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And Lord, you are that Savior. You're the Son of God. I believe with all my heart, Lord, that you are the Son of God and you rose on the third day. Lord, thank you for paying my sin debt in full. Thank you for, for giving your life for my life. And today, Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, to come into my life and forgive me and help me to just grow in my relationship with you. 
in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. All right, well, friends, let me tell you, if you got any questions about what was said today, man, drop us a line. We want to make sure that we are clear about pointing people to Jesus. We love you, and we'll see you. Amen.